We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it's no secret to anyone who's familiar with the NFL that a certain brand of football tends to be played in the AFC North. Physical, mean, rough, and rugged. Yeah, but Bobby, apparently Cincinnati didn't get the division memo. A couple of members of the Bengals accused Baltimore of cheap and dirty play when there's clearly no evidence of it. More on that just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside Sarah Ellison. It's Tuesday, January 10th. And this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. The Ravens cut both Nick Boyle and Deshaun Jackson over the weekend, but they're only leaving the door open for one of the two to return. And it's an odd choice. Something deeper seems to be going on between Deshaun and the Ravens. Plus, we'll provide status updates on Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards along with what went into John Harbaugh's strategy to rest key starters this past weekend in Cincy. We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, several members of the Bengals are doing their fair share of chirping ahead of this weekend's wildcard rematch in Cincinnati. Yeah, Sarah, and honestly, I think this team's been chirping ever since a couple things. One, since it became clear that Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, was in stable condition, thank God, in the aftermath of his cardiac arrest. And I think, two, since the NFL announced its schedule tweaks entering the regular season finale weekend, we talked about this last week, right? It included that one scenario of Baltimore being able to host Cincinnati in the wild card round as a six seed, but that obviously never came to a fruition with their loss last weekend. Bobby, you use the word chirping. I use the word whining. Whining is the word I would use with what Cincinnati has been doing since those two scenarios that you just laid out. They've been whining because, as we noted in last week's Morning Vault, after the NFL outlined all of these scenarios, it was imperfect for every single team involved, including the Ravens. Who lost out on a chance to still be in the divisional fight entering week 18? So the Bengals clearly came into last Sunday's game with a message that they wanted to send to the league. And that was especially evident when running back Joe Mixon celebrated his first quarter touchdown by flipping a coin that he had stuffed into his glove. And that was his way of mocking the NFL for its 
coin toss scenario that could have been in play had the Ravens found a way to win. So they whined about that. And you know what? Now they're wanting about a normal AFC North physical style of football that Baltimore always employs. And without any evidence, they're accusing the Ravens of foul play. I'm just laughing here between <laughs> chirping and whining. There's such a difference, but you're right. I think you can go both ways. And, you know, I couldn't help but notice they all seem to have this edginess to them throughout the game, right? Like whether it was their body language or excessive celebrations, it's almost like they needed a reminder, Sarah, that they were going up against, uh, you know, a third string QB who went undrafted last April and was making his first career NFL start, right? Not to mention Baltimore sat several other key starters. So anyway, with that aside, let me read some of the player quotes that came via Bengals beat writer Jay Morrison, who works for The Athletic, and then we can kind of pick these apart afterwards. So cornerback Cam Taylor-Britt was quoted for saying, quote, there was a lot of cheap going on, just know we owe them, close quote. He also had more to say as well, quote, it was a lot of late stuff, just after the play, doing dirty stuff you shouldn't do in football, aiming at guys' legs and stuff and other dirty hits. We don't play like that. We're going to remember that, close quote. Now, defensive tackle DJ Reader, who didn't play the first time these two teams met earlier in the season, had this to say post-game, quote, I don't have much to say about that team over there. I have respect for some guys, and I don't for some, close quote. He also went on to say, quote, they can do whatever they want. Maybe it's just the way they play, and that's the coaching that they get. It is what it is, close quote. And how about safety Jesse Bates weighing in with this, quote, there's been some history between the Ravens and the Bengals. It'll be good to send those guys home next week, close quote. Now, Sarah, their head coach, Zach Taylor, who's been very outspoken in the last week or so since the DeMar Hamlin incident went down, the NFL made decisions. They felt a certain type of way about those decisions in Cincinnati. With all that in mind, he wouldn't touch any of this when asked on Monday during his press conference. I think these divisional games are always hard-fought games, and... Um, that's just the way it goes. And then on the other side, John Harbaugh was also asked to address it during his Monday press conference, and he made his points loud and clear. I mean, I, I studied the game really closely, obviously. Anybody can. And uh, it's clear, you know, our players played a clean game, as they always do. Millions of fans watched the game as well, and, and they saw the same thing. So I would just say let, let them be the judges. But I, I'm not going to get into that. I don't get into that with other teams nor about other teams. Never have, never will. You know, Sarah, having gone back and watched some of Sunday's game myself, I can't think of any one play that warrants these kind of responses from Cincinnati. I mean, you heard the quotes that I just read up above. I mean, could it have been Daryl Worley's big hit? On, and it was a big hit, don't get me wrong, on T. Higgins, right? They got him pretty good in the midsection on a poorly thrown ball by Joe Burrow. I mean, that was a clean physical hit. Yeah, it was hard as heck, but clean and physical. Or maybe, just maybe, it was Roquan Smith's shoulder bumping, essentially, of Jamar Chase after Worley's pass breakup in the end zone. I think we can both agree that that wasn't exactly inadvertent as the CBS broadcast initially labeled it to be. But either way, honestly, I didn't see that as dirty, more so just Roquan asserting his dominance in a game that he was just, well, 
dominant and flying around. Yeah, none of that was dirty. And also, remember that play where lineman, offensive lineman Jackson Carmen blocked Ravens outside linebacker Tyus Bowser all the way to the Ravens bench? And he it happened after the whistle blew. Now listen, Carmen just may not have heard it, and so that's fine. No big deal. And that could have ended in a big brawl, right? They, he was surrounded by a bunch of Ravens players, but nothing came from it. It didn't escalate. And I think that's kind of the point here. Ravens played hard between the whistles, but I saw nothing dirty. And Bobby, this is where I will begrudgingly, but I will give them a compliment. I'm going to give the Steelers a compliment begrudgingly. Pittsburgh, it seems to understand AFC North football. All right, the Steelers play tough, hard-hitting ball too. They can dish them out. And they can take it. Bobby, I can think of all the beatings Ben Roethlisberger took at the hands of some of the best Ravens defenses. And he wouldn't complain. He just kept on coming. So as much as I dislike the Steelers, I do respect that they understand AFC North football. So listen, Bobby, I've got my popcorn ready for this weekend because there's clearly chirping, whining, lots of bad blood going on. We don't want anything to escalate to where people are breaking rules or playing dirty or getting injured, but I've got my popcorn ready. There is so much on the line next weekend in Cincinnati, and it'll be very interesting to see if any of these bad feelings leak onto the field Sunday night. All right, still to come here on The Vault, we're revisiting a couple of roster moves made by the Ravens over the weekend, including their decision to part ways with Deshaun Jackson. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So the Ravens cut veterans Nick Boyle and Deshaun Jackson over the weekend, just right before the Bengals game on Saturday. And Sarah, it looks like one of them could be coming back possibly, but the other definitely seems to be saying goodbye. Yeah, and Bobby, the one that's saying goodbye, it's a bit surprising if you purely base it on the team's roster needs. Okay, but let's back up a little bit for any of those that missed it. 
With the Ravens wanting to rest several of their starters for that Week 18 matchup in Cincinnati, they needed to open up some roster spots to activate players from injured reserve and from the practice squad. So, to make room, they cut Boyle and Jackson, since Boyle is rarely active on game days anyway, and Jackson had missed practice all week with an illness. Now, I personally expected both to be re-signed. I said that in our post-game show. But based on John Harbaugh's comments in his Monday press conference, it sounds like only Boyle will have a chance to return. I mean, Nick's a guy that's been here for a long time. You know, we've been through a lot. Nick is playing good football even this year. He's played a lot of football this year. So it's a roster move that we had to make. Uh, we have some options with that, you know, in terms of uh, bringing him back or possibly the practice squad, things like that. So uh, I, I would still say Nick's still in our plans, you know. Deshaun, I just can't say enough about Deshaun. I just uh, really – Enjoyed being around him. You know, he's he's a he's a he's a good guy. You know, and a fun guy to be around, and a competitive guy. And and I'm just kind of appreciative that we had a chance to to, to get to know him a little bit because I never really knew him. You know, throughout the course of, of we know our cross never really paths never really crossed. But we'll just be moving forward from there on that. So, Bobby, if you're judging the situation like I said purely based on roster needs, then this decision is actually backwards, right? The Ravens are stacked at tight end with Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, Josh Oliver, and then Charlie Kohler, who just had his NFL debut against the Bengals and looked good. So Baltimore simply doesn't need another tight end. Meanwhile, the Ravens are in desperate straits at wide receiver. With Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay on IR, the team has turned to Demarcus Robinson, who, by the way, only caught two passes on nine targets Sunday, Sammy Watkins, who fumbled, which negated a long catch that he had. And then James Prochet, who lost track of himself on the field and stepped out of bounds, negating another long pass. These are the guys that the Ravens are turning to. Now, I'd easily take snaps from James Prochet or some of these other guys and give them to Deshaun Jackson, who has been pretty decent, deep threat. I mean, he's not, like, stealing the show, but it certainly would give him some snaps. So because this looks like neither a roster move or an injury move with them not bringing him back... Bobby, this tells me that there might be something else going on behind the scenes. This is a conversation probably for the offseason, but I don't see how Prochet has a spot on the 53-man roster come next fall, but we'll save that for a few weeks from now. Another clue to something deeper going on has been Deshaun's cryptic social media posts. I've put together a couple personal YouTube videos about this in recent weeks. We covered last week when Jackson posted an Instagram story that simply featured an angry emoji that had symbols representing cursing over the mouth. I mean, at the time, we both felt he appeared frustrated about something, but we didn't know what. And then he followed that up with a second cryptic Instagram story just this past weekend that read, quote, done with the politics. These folks got it. I'm good. 100 emoji. Yeah, well, this won't be the first time that a wide receiver leaves Baltimore on a frustrated note, and that's more the norm than the outlier. Now, Bobby, I'm guessing we haven't heard the end about this story. At some point, Deshaun Jackson will give an interview, and he'll be asked about all of this, his, his, his ending in Baltimore. And he's never been one to shy away from speaking openly and honestly, so we may have to be patient, but I'm sure we'll hear why the abrupt split occurred just before the playoffs despite Baltimore needing wide receiver help. All right, Bobby, we're going to learn a lot in the coming days about Lamar Jackson's status 
and whether or not he's going to give it a go this week at practice. Yeah, and hopefully we do learn a lot because stop me if you've heard this before, we didn't learn much at all during John Harbaugh's presser on Monday. Lamar, I know, I mean, that's kind of the big question a lot of people were asking about. Do you, do you expect him to practice this week? Well, like I've been saying, I don't really have an update right now to share with you. Uh, uh, you know, we'll have our injury report out on Wednesday because I won't be, have a chance to talk to you between now and then. That's kind of where we're at. So. so again, you know, a whole lot of nothing there from Harbs, and that's something we've grown accustomed to hearing over the last month. But here's another update from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, who appeared on the Pat McAfee show Monday. His knee is still not quite right. He is not all the way back. I would describe it as uncertain whether or not he's, he'd be back. Harbaugh said he's confident. Lamar's told people he thinks he'll be back as well. Other people who have watched him have, are not so sure. Oh, so wow. really, really a big question mark about whether or not he's going to be out there. And, you know, if he's out there, you want him to be all of the Lamar Jackson that is so, so, so good. And I just don't know if that's the case right now. Bobby, there really isn't that much more to say at this point. Lamar hasn't played, you know, competitive football since the first half of that week 13 game, December 4th game against Denver. He was seen via Jeff Zrebeck walking around the facility with a pronounced limp. That was on December 28th. And he hasn't spoken to the media at all. So if he isn't practicing on Wednesday, there's a good chance Baltimore will be entering wildcard weekend with plans to start their second or third string quarterback, both of whom are former undrafted players. That's just the reality. And there's really nothing more to be said on this topic as we sit here currently taping this on Monday night. Now, for those wondering about Lamar's short-term future with the organization, as we all are, Rappaport also commented on that during his McAfee appearance on Monday and had this to say. Everybody loves Lamar. Everybody. Now, he is a different dude in a lot of ways. From business, he doesn't have an agent, to the way he handles himself, to he's, he's kind of like shrugs everything off. He's always in a good mood, so it sometimes seems like he doesn't take things seriously. Everybody loves him. So all of that stuff, I haven't heard this year. It sounds like he's reporting and doing what he needs to do. Uh, but yeah, I think they are going to tag him uh, and then hopefully figure things out. And just so you know, an exclusive franchise tag in 2023 calculates to around $45.4 million, followed by roughly $54.4 million in 2024. And Sarah, two more things before quick hits. We know that Ravens running back Gus Edwards left Sunday's game with a head injury. Harbaugh did admit to having information on his status which is currently in concussion protocol, but wouldn't commit to sharing. He did, however, explain his strategy behind resting several key starters in week 18 in Cincy. Yeah, it was a little bit about where guys were at, you know, with it just physically, you know, at this stage, just in my judgment, you know, where they were at. Uh, little things sometimes uh, add up or if they felt like, an, if I felt like they needed some rest. I mean, you don't have many, too many options. It's not like a preseason game. Uh, that's what we did. And uh, most of the guys played, obviously. It's not... I think a lot is made out of that unnecessarily, really. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I thought a lot of guys played. They played well. The guys who come in and play are expected to play just as well. And uh, for the most part, they did. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know. Beginning with Bengals head coach Zach Taylor saying it's going to be, quote, tough for starting right guard Alex Kappa to play in the wild card rematch against the Ravens. 
Now, as you know, Kappa injured his ankle in last week's game against Baltimore and was moving around on a scooter in the postgame locker room as he was unable to put any weight on his left leg. Kappa was signed to a four-year deal just this last offseason as part of the Bengals' revamp of its offensive line to better protect quarterback Joe Burrow. Also, Bill's safety DeMar Hamlin announced Monday that he was discharged from the hospital after recovering from that cardiac arrest. He tweeted, quote, Watching the world come together around me on Sunday was truly an amazing feeling. The same love you all have shown me is the same love that I plan to put back into the world in more. Close quote. Also, the Ravens are six and a half point underdogs at the Bengals in Sunday night's wildcard game, according to Caesar Sports. And cornerback Brandon Stevens, who missed practice Friday with an illness, he posted an Instagram video of himself in a hospital bed at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. Let's hope his illness isn't too serious and that he gets better very soon. And finally, John Harbaugh believes his team has what it takes to go on a postseason run. This team is what gives me confidence about going on a postseason run. You know, everything about this team, uh, this team has what it takes to win at this time of year, and that's what matters. So everything else is, uh, is kind of fades to, fades to the background, all the, all the big picture stuff. What, what comes to the foreground is doing what you have to do to win a game, win one game in the most important time of the year, playing winning football for 60 minutes, you know, uh, playoff winning football. So that's what we'll be focusing on. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And one more thing as well, on behalf of our friends at BMore Around Town, Baltimore's premier game day experience and tailgating company, BMore Around Town is organizing a road trip for this weekend's Ravens-Bengals wildcard game, and tickets are still available. The entire experience includes the following, round trip private luxury motor coach transportation, two nights worth of hotel accommodations, access to the all-inclusive Purple Pep Rally in downtown Cincinnati Saturday night, access to the all-inclusive hashtag Purple Tailgate on game day, game tickets, of course, for Ravens Bengals, commemorative swag bags, and so much more. And keep this in mind, too, if you happen to already be in Cincinnati for the game, you can check out the Be More Around Town all-inclusive hashtag purple tailgate only option again that's the hashtag purple tailgate only option so basically sit back and let be more around town handle all the planning while you get to enjoy the experience the food the drink and of course cheering the ravens on to victory go check out what they're offering right now at be more and let us know what you think and we'd love to hear from you with comments questions or if you'd be interested in advertising you can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. So that's all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our instant reaction episode to Ravens Bengals if you haven't already done so.